This episode is brought to you by Kitsch. People say you turn 30 and you almost like it's starting a new decade. It's like when you turn 20, you feel young again. You're like, oh, I have all my 30s. But it's like that time period between 25 and 30 where you're like, ah, yep. And we're in the deep of it right now. exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode, guys. There are so many pressures as you near 30 and we're going to break them down for you. And we're going to give you our perspective now that Nikki and I both are out of our long-term relationships and nearing 30. (laughs) (laughs) Tea. Hey guys, I'm Nikki and I'm Gabby and we're bringing you guys another Opposite Twins podcast and we're really excited about this one. So Nikki and I have been talking so much this week about this topic, about how we're approaching our 30s and how there's so many different pressures in every different aspect of life. We are three years away from 30, flirty, and thriving. That is so crazy. I feel like when I watch 13 going on 30, I want it to be 13 so bad. 30, flirty, and thriving. And now we're going to be 30 in three years. How does it feel? Um, okay. So it feels like I still can be friends with like people that are in their early 20s. And I have that like youth to me still. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I feel like that is accurate. I feel like I, I have you wisdom. Just like six times. <laughs> oh, that's a bad <laughs> habit. It's literally. So, no, it's I okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but I feel like. When I was 18, I used to say, I feel like I'm 25. Yeah. No, definitely. And honestly, I feel like we were forced to grow up at such a young age. So I feel like I felt 30 since I was 25, which is why I felt like marriage was the next step and everything. But now that we're actually approaching 30, we are actually talking like it's tomorrow, but we're approaching 30 in three years. But now that we're actually approaching 30, like closer to 30 than 25, um, it feels more comforting knowing that all of our friends are our age and going through it too. But also it feels more grounding and comforting because things are easier than when we were 25 feeling 30. Um, but at the same time, but at the same time, certain things got a little more difficult, such as the pressures. Yeah. I actually just made a video on my channel about how everything's changing and how I'm in a new chapter right now. And a lot of people commented, there's actually a top comment about the over 25 blues. And it's like that time period after 25 and before 30 where everyone's pressuring you to have this timeline accomplished and you're also subconsciously comparing yourself. So I I remember when our channel started taking off when we were like 19, 20 and I used to like see the older YouTubers and I remember... And I'm going to be honest, I think I was a little bit of an asshole when I was like 20, (laughs) honestly. Aren't we all? And I think like... I had this cockiness over my youth. I was like, I'm young and like, they're old. And like, I don't know why I did that, but I know now like people that are like 19, 20, look at us and like, well, they're old. Well, they're old. And it's like, um, now that we're like on the other side of it, I know that people are thinking that. And I never thought I would be able to be like sitting here having this conversation and not feeling insecure about it. But I think you hit a point And I used to like wonder, oh my God, I'm like, what do they feel like turning 30? Like that sucks. I used to think that sucks. And now I'm like, oh, once you like hit a point, you're like, 
it just doesn't i don't know i guess you don't give a fuck Honestly, i don't know i think it's just maturing it doesn't bother you as much as if you were 20 and someone said you were old you know i feel like it felt different than actually being mentally mature and someone calling you old because it's like there's worse problems there's worse things that could happen than being called old um but yeah. at the same time i feel like i'm taking so much pride in my maturity now i feel like I look down at the girl who I was when I was 23, 24. I look at her decisions and I look at what she used to post and I would say, woof, you know? And yeah, I feel like maybe some of these people who are shaming us for being old, I think one day <laughs> when they are old like us, they're going to look at their stuff and be like, what was like, I, I thinking? I say it, but it's kind yeah. of inevitable. So if like your confidence comes from your youth or your branding comes from how old you are, like I see like everyone with like their Instagram bios, like like 19 or like bought a, living alone at like 17, bought a house. It's like, um, I just feel like it, I'm glad we never branded our age. Yeah. And I, I think that like, I held on to that. It made me feel good at the time. And now I realized, oh, like, thank God I didn't hold on to it too tight because to look at someone for their age, just like it doesn't make sense. But for some reason, everyone that's young does it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but we all did it and we all do it. I know I used to when I was really young, I used to love to rub the whole young and rich thing on my vlogs. Yeah. Like I look back at like my old content and I'm like, one. I was not nearly as rich as I was trying to convince people I was. And two, it was just so immature of me to like try and brand that because I now that I'm growing up and maturing, I wasn't seeing that stuff. I'm like, that was not considerate at all. It's very vain. I also think sometimes like throwing age, like when people are like moving into a penthouse at 19 on YouTube, those titles, like it's great. But I think sometimes like if I was a 19 year old watching that, that would hurt me kind of. I think that social media is this comparison game. And I think when people throw numbers with their accomplishments, like I'm only 18 and I'm doing this. I'm only 20 and I'm buying a house. I'm only this. It's like, what are you trying to say? Like, that that's great but it also like majority of the world can't do that so it's like why are, when you put an age with an accomplishment it's it makes other people think well i'm this age why don't i do that yep i have a lot of friends that are our age right now that are like oh i guess the rest of my life is doomed because i'm not doing what i want to do and i'm this age and that couldn't be further from the truth i know and have seen so many people earn their lives when they're in their middle the middle of their 30s middle age like it it doesn't stop at a certain number and I feel like it's very traditional and old-fashioned to look at the lifespan of a human and be like oh 20 to 30 they need to know what they're doing they need to know who they're doing who they're marrying and they need to know when they're gonna have babies and when they're gonna buy a house so that honestly is a great transition into the other thought I wanted to bring up which is the whole old-fashioned timeline versus the 2020s timeline. I think that it's shifting and it has a lot of us young millennials and Gen Zers confused as fuck because our parents were a blueprint and for some reason our generation doesn't want to live that way but that generation is putting pressure on us and we feel crazy and it's this whole confusion and I think it's a generational thing just because of the rise of the internet in 2000, in the year 2000. I think in the last 20 years, our generation has been just molded completely different because of the awareness we have from the internet. And I think we're woke to so many things and lifestyles, sexualities, um, ways to live. And I think that that generation is just like, what are you doing? And it's creating a lot of mental health problems on people that are in their twenties right now, because 
we are in our 20s. When the kids that were born in 2000 or above, or even in the 90s, that generation that raised us is so confused. They don't know what we're doing. And they, they are worried for us, so it's not coming from a bad place. But they're actually putting pressure on everyone that's in their 20s right now. Actually, I was just with mom and dad this weekend, and the conversation of babies came up. And I said, you know, if you're asking me now if I would be ready in the next six years to be a mom and have a baby, I would say no. And mom was very understanding, but dad was like, you, you don't know who you're going to be in five years. Like he was kind of just like, you know, telling me I'll be a different person. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to fall in love with. And I'm like, no, but I know who I am. And I I'm so thankful that I get to make decisions for myself. I don't think I will be ready in five years. And that is okay. If that clock is ticking, then so be it. Luckily, we live in a day and age where we get to make decisions. And, you know, there are certain things that can be done if you really want to have a baby. It's not just mom and dad, though. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up. With the rise of the internet, and the generational gap and the difference in our all beliefs, there's also the internet comments of people that are our age that have the old fashioned mindset that are shaming pe people in the comments. And I think I've seen it even on these podcast episodes. I've even seen it on our vlogs where there's people that are our age that live like our parents did that are commenting yes. saying these girls are a hot mess. These girls, you know what? These girls, they're, they, they, they're never going to get it together. It's like, Okay. No, someone I commented on, together on one of my, my vlogs way. recently. It was like a just <laughs> shopping for fall and decorating for fall. And someone commented and was like, to think she was about to get married. She went from that to this. I'm promoting a song right now about partying <laughs> and I'm embracing my sexuality in it. And I made a TikTok where I'm kissing girls. It, it's it's the music video teaser. And there were people in the comments shaming my last relationship, saying, like, um, he like he deserves better. Just like shit like that. People like, swear my I, ex is the angel in our scenario. And it, I just, I Gabby, know I like, take things with me to the grave. And I know that one day when I cross over, God's going to be like, you handled that really well because, because the thing is, is like people are so judgmental. Yeah. They're so judgmental where it's like, I, I remember when Miley Cyrus kind of, um, went through her, breakup and then divorce and she put out like all her crazy awesome partying independent songs like um mother's daughter and midnight sky and there was another one um, we can't stop why and is it the sorry I the world off. the world attacked her for being free and independent the world remember everyone even our college professors were like miley cyrus just always got brought up and like yeah that generation just shamed the shit out of her why is it always the ones that leave why is it always them that are vi were villainized why why is it always like that but there's also a broken side to that side too but like it's easier to feel bad for the one that's being left but that's a separate that's it's a, a separate, separate episode episode but yeah but to get back on track what i'm just trying we, to say is like we were shamed to be messes people i think we tried so hard to keep it together as young adults that now that we're pushing 30 we don't give a fuck anymore because we realize we just want to be happy yeah honestly like and I'm just speaking from the other perspective, Nikki. The grass isn't always greener. I know you've never been engaged before. You've never planned a wedding. And a lot of people will would have 
continue to go through what I was going through for the shame, the embarrassment, the guilt, and add a whole audience on top of family and friends. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, like I'm like, like I'm not trying to like, what's the word? Gas myself up for what I did because at the end of the day, like it does eat me alive almost every day and I think about it every day. But um, what I'm trying to say is when I thought I had my life planned out, when I thought I knew who I was going to have babies with, when I thought like I was going to have the veil, the dress, the ceremony, I felt darker than I do now because I felt like, oh my God, I I know what the rest of my life is going to look like. So you had the wedding, but I had the house. Yeah. We both had these big monumental things that ultimately led to where we are right now. And this house, even though it wasn't planning a wedding, I was building it with a person. And it, it still breaks my heart that he's not a part of this anymore. Like it literally like breaks my heart. But I think when you make these big decisions, like say I do or build a house with someone, it makes you actually envision what that next chapter is going to look like. And it actually puts you in the fast lane of your awareness and your clarity. And I think that I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't commit to this house. And I don't think you would have gotten here if you didn't say I do. So we can't shame ourselves and no one that's ever in that situation should ever shame yourself. Like there is embarrassment that comes with Mm -hmm. being older and making these bizarre but decisions that seem bizarre to other people, there is embarrassment and it's embarrassment is ego. Who gives a shit? Honestly, like I was walking around our hometown with one of my friends and I was like, I feel like so embarrassed to be walking around right now because last time I was walking around here during this like event in our hometown, I was walking around with my fiance and our new puppy. And now I'm walking around without my ring on. And I, I feel like the whole like, all of our hometown is like she walked away from an engagement like shame on her that's like people don't expect you to be engaged in a city but in this it's a small town thing where we love being here we love home it's comfy it's cozy but we also feel like we don't fit in with because people in small towns are very traditional like you and not to shame anybody who's getting married because that is a beautiful thing and i'm like literally i'm so happy for you i i'm not shitting on anyone who's getting married because it was a very exciting process but i just wasn't ready and i don't even know if i'll ever be ready but at at the same time it is so exciting and beautiful and to anybody who is out there and engaged anybody who's out there engaged or is going through the life process that Nikki and I aren't going through right now. Just so you know, we're not shaming you by any means. And I, actually, I think I'm very happy for you. And I think that's beautiful that you know what you want. I actually find myself like, even though we're empowered right now and we're, you know, sounding really confident, I want to humanize that sometimes like, I wouldn't say jealousy, but sometimes ne- there are moments where I'm looking at people genuinely happy and I'm, I'm looking at their wedding photos and I'm not looking at the dress or the wedding. I'm zooming in on their faces. I want to know how peace and love and happiness all together looks on someone's face because I've been, oh my God, I'm the same way I've been in love, but I've also been miserable at the same time and had a ton of anxiety. What does it look like to be in love and at peace? And I think that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm, I'm putting my life in a really weird spot to make sure I have that. But just so you know, Nikki, getting married is like a wonderful thing, but just because you're engaged or just because you're married doesn't mean the relationship's at peace. And that's something... Like sometimes you have to go through the motions because there's bills, there's deposits, there's... Well, yeah, I've been having conversations with some of our friends that are going through hard things right now. And I just want to say, like, I'm that friend that 
that's not going to judge you if you're staying and I'm not going to judge you if you leave. I'm not going to judge you. I know what it's like to be in love and complain about a, a relationship over and over and not change it. And I felt my friends getting tired of me complaining and I felt them judging me for staying. But you know what? Like life is hard. And sometimes people choose to stay because that really is what's better for them. So I'm listen, like we, we're not going to judge your decisions. All I just want to say is your twenties are fucking hard. Your thirties, beginning of your thirties probably are just as hard. And there should just be no judgment and there shouldn't be an age associated with where you're at. And I think if we all just have an understanding that it only gets harder, the older you get, that we should just all have grace for each other. Like maybe marriage really is the best thing for a couple and maybe it's really not, and but we can't maybe judge not any even just for a couple, just you as an individual, what serves you and your goals and your life purpose the best. I, Nikki and I are friends with a middle-aged woman who was hanging out with us, having a wine night last night. My hairstylist is in her fifties and they actually were both at my house at the same time. My one friend does my Botox. The other one does my extensions and they were over giving me a makeover last week. And, um, we were all having a conversation. I love friends that are older. Same. They don't give a fuck. It was very <laughs> they do insightful. Not give a fuck. It was very insightful because they're both single and in their like middle age, best and, kind of friend to have. And they're talking about this guy they're dating who has money. Love it. All they want to do is work and hustle They're They don't want, they're not looking for romance. They they're just, Happy. They just want to go on vacations. They want designer bags. And I'm like, okay, like I, they make me feel so empowered because they don't need nobody. They, and they have given me the best advice that I could ever earn or, or receive at this age after everything I went through. And just speaking to them about this topic really, really made me feel not alone. And it gave me like hope because there's these two women right here so happily working, loving what they do, loving their craft. And they're totally okay. They go to sleep by themselves at night. That to me was magical to see how happy they were and just comparing their lives. They both have been married before. One of them like three times, the other one, actually both of them three, two times. I don't know. Um, but they've been married multiple times. And after everything they've gone through, they said, the only thing that makes them happiest is going on vacations and like relaxing. So I, we both have friends that are like that age. Mm -hmm. And some advice I got from one of my friends that's in her thirties is that, um, actually she's going to be 40 soon, but she said, Nikki, don't stress about getting married in your twenties. And I was like, why? And she said, the ones that you're looking at and you're jealous of, and I'm not putting this on anyone, but she said, these are just facts. You're going to see a wave of people get married, but then you're in your thirties, you're going to see a wave of divorces. And it's like, what? Like you forget just because you see people getting married. And even if we got married, like our friends got married, there is a such thing as divorce. And I think we grew up in a household where there wasn't a lot of peace. Everyone was fighting. There was a lot of stress. And I think why I'm in this situation now at 27, instead of feeling like my life's coming together, I think I'm deraveling it because I don't want a divorce. I want a marriage that's going to last. And I rather be broken now and have my life a mess now. So that way I can stop that fucking familial trauma cycle of codependency and staying when it's toxic. I'm trying so hard to just not have that. Haven't you found that there's beauty in like 
saying your life is a mess, doesn't it in a way feel like it being messy means it has come together? Because what is what is the statement, my life is together? Who has their life together? What does together actually mean? I think if you want to generalize your life and label it messy, then so be it. But I think life is all about this. If it's just like this, that's boring. You want it like this. You want trial and error. You want to learn. You want to grow. Without discomfort, there's no growth. And without growth, you're just going to keep living the same day every day, stuck in the same pattern, same routine. I think it's a blessing to say that we're going through something that's different this year because we're going to look back at this year and we're going to be like, I miss it. Mark my word. You think? It's chaotic. We're our personal lives. We're all over the place. If I'm not traveling, I'm like not well. Like I've become almost like the way that people get addicted to like working out or like addicted to something when they're going through it. I feel like I'm just like blowing through my money traveling because I just need to be off the ground and in the air and I need to just be like away from it all and I need to be in new cities. And it's like, like Meryl Streep says, get comfortable being uncomfortable. This is, this is your business. This is your industry. This is, this is everything that goes into what, what you do. It honestly I'm surprised we maintained our hometown relationships as long as we did. Me too. I'm very surprised, especially during the, there, there was a certain part in our career where we just like were never home. I'm very surprised. Like when we shared that apartment in LA. It took a long time for me to understand the concept of growth. I thought that I really could grow while keeping something going, but I also didn't realize the part that you have to face the hard things. I thought, oh, it could just be easy and I can grow. No, no, no. Growth is a thing that not most people do because it's hard. But when you choose the growth journey, you're committing to a lot of intense feelings that could last years until you finally get the light at the end of the tunnel. I've always wondered, like, you who just built a house and you're, you're moving into it and you're doing it untraditionally. You were going to move in it with somebody and you're not, now you're not. I was wondering what do you tell yourself when you see your realtor feeling sorry for you or Gabby, like your interior designer or your ex's parents or our parents, like what do you tell yourself to get through? Because that to me, that feels like a hell of a lot more pressure than I've been through in the past year. When I closed on this house, I was crying. So it's like the things that should be like, sorry, the thing, fuck. Oh, sorry, I no, did not mean to ask you a, a question that would make you cry. I wanted a house, but um, I felt like when I was closing on the house, it was just after I made a really hard decision to do it alone and it should have been a special moment and it wasn't and it, it hurt and I would never go oh, back Nikki, to that it is still day. a special experience. You worked your ass off. You deserve the house. You deserve the house. But it's here's the, the pressures that's telling you. But that I knew making that decision was going to hurt somebody else and their family. And but I but what I told myself, your question was, what did you tell yourself when you saw all that? Um, I told myself I'm fucking human. I'm human. I can only 
sorry, my voice is being so annoying when I cry. I literally hate it. Um, I can only handle so much. And I really kept it together for years. And this house, other people were looking at as a way to fix a problem. And I was seeing it as a way to make a bigger problem and dig your hole deeper. And I just thought if something's not working or there's a problem, I need to do this alone. So that way I don't make a problem bigger. I didn't want to get too far deep in a hole, and I felt like I already was. Well, nobody has told you this in the past year. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I know you're probably getting a lot of people saying, I'm sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you. Actually, no, fuck that. I'm actually, so happy for I you. I have faith restored in humanity because I have actually not gotten that. I've oh, gotten, I've gotten people that are like inspired or say that they're proud of me, especially the comments. It was just a journey. And it's hard. You're going to make me cry. It's hard to get a mortgage like when you're self-employed and you have to like prove all these things and, um, digital creators proving income is like, yeah, it was just really hard. I thought I was going to lose the house on top of a relationship, but now like, it's like I had to make a decision. Like, do I live in this place we built together alone or do I lose this house that I, that I deserve? I'm glad you got to express that, though. Yeah. It's just so hard to be called selfish. I think that's why, like, like you said, like, how do you feel when people are like, oh, I feel sorry for you. I don't think people feel sorry for me. I think people are mad at me. Like, who wants to obliterate their life? Who wants to make it a mess? I think it's, I wish people, instead of getting mad at me, judged my decisions would just think to themselves oh for someone to make these kinds of decisions there's clearly something wrong so they say hair care is the new skincare and kitsch took this to the next level because they have all of the hair care products you could possibly need including pillows that you sleep on so you don't mess up your hair hair care does not stop in the shower and kitsch really understands that they give you products that you can use obviously in the shower but also outside of the shower I use the Kitsch shampoo and conditioner bars. They are magical. My hair feels so soft, not to mention they're like shower toys. Like it feels so so fun like to play with it in your hair. And the conditioner smells like coconut and it, my whole shower just smells so good. They have like essential oils in them that just really make the shower feel like a spa. And my hair has never been softer. I have bleached hair and they're organic and natural. And I just, absolutely love using them. I'm a pillowcase girly because I don't know what I do in my sleep, but without the pillowcase, my hair gets all messed up in the middle of the night. And now I feel like I wake up and my hair is actually like still styled from the day before. Plus it's really good for your skin because I feel like acne comes from dirty pillowcases. Yeah, the satin pillowcases help my extensions not mat up. My Mm -hmm. extensions stay nice and silky. Kitsch is your one-stop shop for holiday gifting. They have every type of hair product. You could literally give everyone in your family different things from Kitsch because there's just so many things they offer and they're all great quality. Right now, this November, Kitsch is offering 25 to up to 60% off site-wide. And this is only this November, so get on that. All you have to do is go to kitsch.com slash twins. Easiest code, can't forget it. You heard that up to 60% in discounts on mykitsch.com slash twins. M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash twins. Plus, Kitsch has unbelievable flash deals, discounts, so check back often. 
One more time, that's mykitch.com slash twins for huge holiday discounts. All November long. You were saying, like, how do you feel when people, when you feel like people are, like, shaming you with the whole house thing, with the process? And I ended up crying because people weren't shaming me. They actually were, like, sorry for... Uh, no, no, they, they just felt, I think they felt bad. Like they were crying. I was crying. I like, think we can just summarize that you felt pressure, whether it was people feeling sorry for you or people feeling angry at you. You just felt pressure is a great pressure word. and uncomfortable. Great and word. You continue to remain um, rightfully selfish. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. Don't ever tell yourself that what you did was bad. Because there's such thing as bad selfish and then there's such thing as good selfish and what you did was good selfish because it's going to better your future in the long run and sometimes you have to be uncomfortable for a short period of time so you can grow and go into the life path that you want. So so you broke a pattern you, that was making you uncomfortable. So pressure is a really good word. I think that's something else people feel like at this age because there was times throughout my entire like house process where... I felt that other people not in the relationship wanted the house more than we did. And I think we were sometimes like doing it because some other people wanted us to get a house and I'm grateful I have it and I'm glad everything led me here, but I don't know if I would have even like it, it just so you know, it wasn't my idea to get a house. Uh, it wasn't my idea. And, um, it was the thing that was constantly brought up every time I was around these people. It just the house, the house, the house, the house, the house. And I felt this pit in my stomach. And I just feel like families want something to focus on or something to talk about or something to share. And I hated the feeling of all of that riding on me. And I just wanted to show up at like a get together and just talk about something else. Like I don't want to talk about Nikki, myself or where I'm at, you know? I could have told you last Christmas that I had a feeling that would be the last Christmas with you and I in those situations because we were both coming to a head in our situations before our lives decided to get crazy. We both were like It was a month before our lives got crazy. Yes. You were like I was like, "All right, your next Christmas you're going to be married." And you're like, "All right, next Christmas you're going to be in a house." And we're like, like how is this going to play out? I remember out? vividly you came home from like a Christmas gathering somewhere else and you, you were crying to me. Do you remember that? Yeah, because it's just like, respectfully, if anyone's watching this who isn't our age, who has like a daughter that's in, about to be in their 20s, I have advice for you. Please, please, please do not bring up where they're going to college, if they're deciding where they're going to college, at a family dinner or holiday dinner, do not bring up their relationship. Do not bring up, don't put the, the spotlight on somebody and like make them feel like they have to explain themselves and their decisions. Like, I think that that is just entirely too much pressure. I think if they are bring it up themselves and they're excited about it, roll with it. But if they haven't brought something up, do not be like spotlight on you. How's that going? And, and almost interrogate them. Like that is the number one thing that gave me the throw up feeling. Oh my God, I hated it. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not bringing this up. Why? If It's my life. And if yeah. I'm not bringing it up, why are you going to put the spotlight on me and in front of a whole bunch of relatives and have to explain something? This is a great message to send to anybody who's a parent who has. That led to this decision I made. I think with it, the holidays coming yes. up, I think this is a great message to anybody who is a parent of a nearing 20 year old or a, or a child in their 20s someone in their 20s like don't bring up 
how's like college i know you're trying to make conversation but what if they're having a shit time what if they're being bullied like don't like what if they have to make up a lie to not seem embarrassed in front of other relatives like if they're not bringing it up and they're not excited about it bring up the fucking weather don't bring up that shit <laughs> like just something else like like uh, like a movie that's that's coming out in theaters that you want to see with with somebody or like or like a sport that they enjoy or uh, something that you can tell <laughs> I, just not timeline shit i would just be like how's the casserole today mom like <laughs> just i i totally agree with you on this entire there's so many other things to talk about and i i felt like at a certain point when i was getting older in in that situation these people would only look at me as like all right what do you got to show us what what do you got to tell us now what's next and it's like i miss the days when i was 22 where i didn't have to talk about my life and we could just enjoy life and talk about other things but i i got it to a certain age where but even there you were getting asked about how's college how's youtube has like literally it wasn't as much pressure yeah though. like we were able to laugh about stupid shit and then i feel like the older you get family dinners I, I started not wanting to go to them because i'm just like i can't do it I, I will emotionally break i can't do it there's a reason i have not been able to go to family gatherings since breaking off the engagement i'm like i honestly this sounds so bad but i know certain relatives are gonna be like we're gonna be like judging so i unfortunately and i hate saying this i did go through like a few months of like avoiding family interaction like gatherings because I just didn't feel like showing up and having to explain myself one and two I thought it looked bad and like, like I was regressing even though my career has been progressing I felt like I would be looked down on for going to a family dinner with or gathering with an empty seat next to me so that's uh, we're, love that you're segueing into everything I wanted to touch on Gabby I love our parents to death but there got there became a point in our 20s where I think mom and dad knew that these relationships would bring us to the house because like we wanted to do everything with these relationships. And I think it was a way to get us to come over. It was like, bring the boyfriends, you guys plus the boyfriends. And same thing with our little brother, Anthony, bring the girlfriend. And um, I think at one point we got used to just, I think sometimes you don't want to be the single sibling at, at, at a dinner or at a holiday or I'd at a wedding. Be alone than be with someone and But feel I think alone. we fell into the trap of, well, I don't want to be the only sibling without a partner there. And then I think on the other end, like in my relationship, he didn't want to go to family things alone. And I think sometimes it's like a crutch. I think sometimes people are like, oh, well, I need you. I need you at this event because I can't go alone. Like, what am I going to do? Go alone. And I think that's another reason people stay because like, well, I, I, it's the courage thing. It's the embarrassment. It's, well, I can't show up alone because at a certain age, people judge you if you don't have someone with you. If we make different, so if we make different decisions than our parents, it makes them feel like, well, did I make the wrong decisions? Holy did they look fuck. down at my decisions? Okay, guys, so our producer Shannon just explained to us this insane logic behind narcissistic parenting where... Oh my God, this is like making things are clicking in my head. She just said that sometimes parents will pressure you like, are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids? Not because they actually want you to, but because they want to see you make the same choices they did to feel validated in their decision making that they made with their life. So if we make different decisions and we're happy in a different way, they'll, they'll think to themselves, did I live right? Did I make the right decisions? And it, they don't want to feel that. So they want to make sure we live how they live. That's so crazy. I never thought like a parent, like I never thought like, cause I obviously I'm not, I've not been a parent, but I never thought um, that they could look at like 
their children's life path and be like, if they choose something completely different from me, does that mean they look down on my path and my decisions? Like, like I didn't, I never thought of it like that. I thought this whole time, like, oh, like, is this person bored? Do they want me to have kids just so they have something to do? And then now I'm realizing what she just said. I'm like, oh my God. Or is it just because like they want to feel better about their they decisions? They want to feel validated about their decisions. So they want to see you go through the same process. Wow. Whoa. Guys, that's really important to be aware of, especially if you're in like a long-term relationship and you're getting all these types of pressures. I think sometimes we think that we're letting people down and that they want us to get married and have kids, but sometimes there's selfish gain in those opinions. And I think that's really important to really keep note of. Something I learned is it, everything isn't always how it seems. So I have a friend who is going through it in their relationship and their parent constantly makes them feel like they shouldn't stay with this partner, but also makes them feel like they're screwed if they leave. And that's narcissism. It's just making it's we, I want you to do well, but not better than me and don't make different choices than me and don't get happier than me. But I want something from you. It's like, there are so many people out there like that specifically parents when you're dating really or you're engaged or you're engaged or I know they say you don't marry the family, but it's really important to see where everybody's intentions are at. And again, you could be in love with someone with horrible parents and you should still marry them if you love them because you're not marrying the parents. But it's important to not let them get to you because they all have different reasons. Maybe they want bragging rights. Maybe they want to show off, show you off. Maybe they want to feel validated in their decision making. Maybe they um, don't want you to be happier than them. Maybe like you don't fucking know. Maybe they're bored. Like but they're everyone at the end of the day thinks about themselves. So I think it's so important to not listen to other I people. I think it's just so important. The big message here in this episode, guys, is focus on you and your goals. Don't look at a timeline. Don't look at your boyfriend's parents. Don't look at your friends and what they're doing for validation. Because at the end of the day, everyone's living their own lives. You don't want to be in the middle of your own life, literally middle-aged and being like, wow, every decision I made up until this point was for other people. And now I feel like it's too late to make decisions for myself, which by the way, there's no such thing. You can start doing you at any age, but you don't want to create years and years and years of a pattern and boredom because you just wanted to please other people. You want to consistently always make decisions for yourself. So there's this other thing. So like when you do actually choose to not listen to people that put pressure on you, people will literally like make you sound crazy and like you're going crazy. Oh my God, Nikki, you're literally speaking. I've been called crazy so many times this year. She, you're just going crazy. You're going to regret this when you come <sighs> back to earth. You just, you're going through a phase. Nikki, Nikki, huh? do you remember when you told me multiple people, even friendships that I lost because I, I left, <coughs> you know who? So you said people were calling me manic. She's going around the world, losing all this weight, bleach blonde hair, broke up with so-and-so and is manic. I've been called, I'm going through a party phase. I'm just, I'm promoting a party song. Okay. You become the song as an artist. Don't take that shit too seriously. But I do have a party side, but I'm not partying. I actually, I'm going to LA to travel, not to 
party and fuck around. I think there's what you do with what you do. I think partying inspires your art. Like, honestly, I think partying is a great escape, but it's like, (laughs) I'm a healthy person. Yeah, Nikki's very healthy guys. Even if she makes music videos of parties and songs about parties. Um, I I'm telling you right now, like she's a very healthy human being and she, I genuinely see she gets very inspired by certain friends and hangouts. And it's not like, she's not like going through it in a bad way. I'm just, especially after the pandemic, this is also important too. There's a delayed adolescence going on in, within everybody. And I think that like 24 year olds, I actually see them as 21 year olds still in my head. And our age group that are 27, I see us as 24, 25. There is this like everything kind of paused during the pandemic. And now I don't see things the way I used to. Like 27 year olds looked genuinely older to me when I was younger because they were 27 year olds. We went I think- into the pandemic 24, we came out 27. Yeah. What the fuck? Like literally what? So I think that after the pandemic, after being pent up, don't call me crazy for living my life or for for going through a phase and that I'm going to regret it one day. I regret being stuck inside for two years in my 20s. I'm not fucking crazy. (laughs) And I'm just going to put this out there. The girl that I was in quarantine is not the girl who's not in quarantine. I am not the same girl who I was in quarantine. I definitely should not have committed to an engagement slash marriage we made in these, quarantine. We made these big life decisions in a quarantine, Gabby. That was like a not, that wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for us. We were, we had no choice but to stay home. But when, when it's not a pandemic, our careers are like, we're traveling all the time. It just like, wasn't a reality that we would consistently be able to live. So it we gave us made a false sense of reality. The way that there was quarantine relationships, yeah. is the way that there were quarantine commitments and then all of a sudden life opened back up and you're like jk and that's okay that's okay it's okay to change your mind and i don't know is an answer i feel like for a long time people were like we need an answer nikki we, we need an answer what's going on with the house when's the closing when's the walk-in what's your relationship status shut the fuck up <laughs> how's the wedding planning going you, you seem to be sitting <sighs> on your hands you, you seem to be working a little more i don't and not know planning enough and you can guess what it's an answer if you don't have one don't let people stress you the fuck out just say i don't know and that's okay that's literally okay and all my brides out there anyone who is working and is also planning a wedding i say hire a wedding planner who understands the hustle of owning a business and paying for she, a wedding. I did not like the way she talked to you. I heard one phone call. You definitely hire a wedding planner that has gives you grace. And that was the night I put out an ad to look for an assistant. Whoa. I told Gabby, you need an assistant. No, Nikki said, I quote, I am going to quit Nikki and Gabby if you don't hire an assistant. I, I, I didn't want an assistant. I just wanted to take things up in the matters of my own hands because I'm a control freak. I really waited till I really needed an assistant to hire another one. And yeah. We've been through fucking like crazy shit this year. <laughs> what the fuck? We like meditated a little too hard like during new year's last year or something did you make a manifestations list nikki i manifested harder than i ever did Me in too. my entire Me life too. and then it's like in freaky friday when they read that fortune cookie thing and then the what world shakes that happened to us. <laughs> did that happen is that why we're going yes. through things at the same time it's peaking oh my god that literally happens us. like i picture you and i just manifesting with like a split screen like at the same time we don't realize we're saying the same thing lighting the same candles and then all of a sudden earthquake oh and then like <laughs> Our lives went boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, this hurt my 
finger with my ring. <laughs> That's literally what I picture. I knew when you were going through your stuff during my stuff, I was like, we manifested a little too I was hard. like on the other side of the country, like in LA, calling out, what am I doing? She's on the other side. Nikki, look what, what just I happened. Doing? I'm like, <laughs> that FaceTime call. That FaceTime call. Gabby. <laughs> It's sending me. So I was in LA and I just decided not to come home. And I had FaceTimed Gabby. And and I had just decided not to get married right before. And, and it was this iconic FaceTime this call. Iconic FaceTime. Where we were like at first we were shook and we were laughing and then we were bawling. I know. <laughs> I had just landed from my elopement. I actually went to elope but didn't get married. We broke up on the elopement trip. But that's a whole story of its own. I never even told that. But I got pictures and everything. We just didn't go to the courthouse. Literally, Charles took wedding. But I have wedding photos in a dress that I have not released anywhere. And the day after, like we land. Well, it was the night before. I'll tell it in another story. That, that's when we decided. It just not didn't to. feel right. As your twin, like I was proud. It was. I was proud of you, and I was excited for you. But oh my god, was my gut. It was like I didn't want you to get divorced, Gabby. But I just. Saying, giving my unsolicited advice to a new bride to be, that would have like ended our relationship as sisters. Like you would have said, "Fuck you!" Like you, people mm. don't want to hear it, you know. So I was just trying so hard as maid of honor, Nikki. Like, all right, we're gonna. I was gonna plan this bachelor trip, even though I didn't think it was gonna work. Loki, I was like, we're gonna do all this, and I'm like, oh my god, this is my twin. This hurts. Like, what do I? I didn't know what to fucking. Oh my god, do. you really didn't like. See, I'm glad you're saying this on a podcast for everyone to hear because everyone only saw like the rose color. They're looking through rose colored glasses. They saw the Romeo and Juliet bullshit. They saw like all. I mean, not to like I love shit you on to death, that relationship because I Gabby, still love him but I love you to death but me and Alex always say you do this thing where every relationship you're in you make it look like a fucking fairy tale online and it's like that's why I decided not to ever put relationships online ever again because it's a toxic trait of mine and I want to actually yes. enjoy my relationship <laughs> offline so it takes that whole layer of like that facade and branding because at the end of the day I'd rather truly be happy in here than to look like I'm happy out there I almost think it goes <laughs> back to some kind of childhood wound or was it the Disney movies you watched growing up I don't know but you always Gabby, when you were with your other ex from high school, you made it look like you guys were like a fucking fairy tale. And meanwhile, he, like you were being like serial cheated on. I think deep down that wound was always like, I want validation from other people because I'm not getting it from that person. And that's when I made that decision last year. Any person I'm seeing, any person that I'm super happy with, I'm so not putting them online anymore. Because I think having that audience and wanting that need for valid validation I think that was a trap like I think that was a way to keep a toxic thing going because I'm like oh other people approve then it must be fine but deep down I wasn't approving so from here on out anybody listening to this podcast no matter who I marry if I ever even do or if I have a baby whoever that is going to be with if I enter any sort of relationship long term or partnership I am not branding it I am not making vlogs about it I am not bringing my camera on vacations I am no longer doing that because I I deserve that peace. I deserve the love. I deserve the romance, which the internet so easily took away from my last one. The whole year before I went public with him, it was amazing. And the thing is, is like, even though the internet took that away from us and you, it wasn't your guys' fault. We felt we had to share that or we didn't have an income anymore. Obviously, you're going to be in survival mode. Like, I got to live. I got to make my money. I enjoy what I do. I don't want it taken away from me. So you feel like you're at the edge of a cliff and you just got to jump off even if you don't want to. And that's what, how I felt before every post and upload with all my past relationships because 
I felt like relationships, people get invested, people like it. And I thought I was boring without all that. And ironically, I took the relationship aspect out of all my content almost a year ago. I, this is the most stable I've been. Yeah, I'm going through heartbreak, but I love that I am getting and sustaining views and engagement just being me and not involving Good. a relationship or a lifestyle. I'm not selling a lifestyle. I'm not selling a family. I'm selling me. And mm -hmm. that's going to make me happy. The same way that our 18 year old selves built this amazing business and we didn't know we were doing it. And us 10 years later, we're grateful for it. Our 18 year old selves, our 20, our 38 year old selves are going to be grateful for our 28 year old selves for branding ourselves and not a relationship because I, I think we're constantly the one thing we do have is we do think about what we're going to want 10 years from now yep. and we look out for that and I think that that's we're going to really be grateful I don't know where we're going to be but we're going to be grateful. privacy is peace and no matter who I'm with or what family I have I think the more privacy the more peaceful life would will be and would be and you know, that's just the path I'm on right now is just privacy, but also continuing to hustle because this job is my life and I love, we it, love so it so much. I'm married much. to my job. I've seen comments saying like, well, you need balance. You shouldn't be married to your job, but also like that's a should. Don't say should have, could have, would have. That's very ego based. Like I it respectfully no with sparkles. The this job sparkle is, is our baby. Respectfully no. Like if we're, if there's career women and there's not but I don't judge anyone that wants to dive into their career. Cause guess what? That career could bring you your entire life. That's going to bring you balance. It could bring you your husband. It could bring you your wife. It could bring you your kids. It could bring you your city. You're supposed to belong in. I, follow what, where your heart feels drawn to and it'll give you everything. So don't shame anyone wherever yeah. their heart is drawing them to. If they're a businesswoman, great. If they're into like, working out a lot, don't shame them for working out a lot. Maybe that's their gym is where they're going to meet their life. You know, Nikki, it's funny you brought this up. There are so many actually like holiday Christmas movies that make the girl who hustles and doesn't have a husband or boyfriend make that look so lonely and so sad. And she all of a sudden finds a love in the middle of the Christmas movie. And then she's not the lonely business owner anymore. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Where's the story where the girl is in the relationship that she thinks she needs to be in and it doesn't feel right, but then she finds herself and her career and is strong standing so the, on her own. the movie, own. How to Be Single, like dead ass, there needs to be more movies like that. And not, well, not only that, I know this is like a movie a lot of people make fun of, but the new rendition of Cinderella, the Amazon Prime version, she didn't pick the prince, she picked her career. And like, I love that, like when Camila was Cinderella. And I think there needs to be more holiday movies like that. Now that the, I know that it's cuffing season, like people like to say the holiday seasons are coming up and you just want to be cozied up with a boo. If you're not happy <laughs> in that relationship, you don't have to be cozied up with that boo if they make you unhappy just because you need someone to bring to Christmas dinner or you want someone to cuddle with on a snow day. That's great. But if that person's toxic or not serving you or if you have other goals, it's okay. It, it doesn't matter what time of year. If you want to pursue you, do it whenever, any time of the year. A fucking men. Yeah. Literally. Like, I just wanted to, like, quote every single thing. <laughs> so, Gabby, coming from someone who was engaged and just, like, planning a wedding, I just need the honesty. Please be honest with me. There are some people that are more excited for the wedding than the actual marriage. Were you one of them? When I got engaged, like, the week I got engaged, no, I was more excited for the marriage. But throughout the engagement, I wasn't even excited for the, that day. Like, I felt more excited for events and dresses and getting ready for fashion weeks 
than the actual day. And I think if I didn't have this career, I might have been tricked into the marriage of wanting so, the yeah. gown and the makeup and the dress. So, so even though the internet has made everybody woke and we can share these awesome things and make people not feel alone, I do feel like the internet sometimes is the reason people may feel pressured to have these moments because everybody can keep tabs on people. Like you can just be curious of, oh, that person from high school, I wonder how they're doing. Let's go see, are they married? Do they have kids? And then you judge them. It's like people know that they almost have to put up an image for people from the past. And it's weird because you can see a whole stranger's wedding photos now it's like back in the day you couldn't see someone you didn't know's wedding photos Whoa. everything's accessible you could see so many family instagrams and wedding instagrams and it makes you play a game of com comparison in your head i and almost wonder i almost wonder what it was like back in like the 80s and 90s when people got married and they just had a photo album and like you had to be in touch either a, a friend or a relative to know that you got married like I, I can't imagine what that felt like planning a wedding, not for social media. You put Whoa. all that money into a wedding just to be in a photo album. Because it's in a VHS. They just, wow, it was just more genuine. Yeah, I love it. What? Or like a like, no phone wedding. I feel like now people like have a hashtag for their wedding, like takes the person's last name and it's like hashtag, like say their last name was like hitched, hitched forever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying like... People plan a wedding like happily I, ever Smith. Imagine. <laughs> Be, long time forever. Their last Live, name's long. laugh, Leonard's. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait. Gabby, I'm happily ever Smith and live, laugh, Leonard's. Ah, you're right, you're Married to Miller. <laughs> Keep going, please. Make a montage. Okay, hashtag happily ever Smith. It's so funny. Hashtag happily ever Smith. Watch me dead ass marry someone with the last name Smith. <laughs> Everyone, if you're watching this, please leave funny hashtags in the comments of like last names, with, like cheesy wedding hashtags, please. Oh my god, Gabby, that's gold. Really? But like, it just makes me. I feel like when people are planning weddings, they're thinking of. An internet wedding. Oh, is this going to look good for the Instagram? The hashtag. What's our hashtag? Should I marry this person because the hashtag would be bomb? I know. <laughs> like, what if someone's last name is like church? Like, married in a church. Oh, I need to marry this person. Their last name's church. I don't know. I'm just like thinking. There's so the many. The concept of taking a last name, by the way. Can oh. we talk about that? It's like they own you like the car is in his name. Why is it the guy's like, last name? But what I will say to the people listening is I'm not trying to shade any of you who are having a beautiful day this year. And I'm like genuinely so happy for you. And I wish I could mentally get there and go <laughs> through <Leonard>. that. <laughs> I think it's beautiful when you're very happy to do something like that. But Stop. you said it with such a straight face and such like a rush. Like, you know, like live, laugh, letter. It's like, oh, that's a group of people now. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Live, laugh, letters. Got it. Like, I think it's beautiful if you know what you want and that is exactly what you want. And if you're very in love, you know, it's beautiful. But when you're not like in it, okay, in just it like that. Why would you, why would you go into business with someone you don't like? So just make sure you like them, love them. Maybe that'd be good. <laughs> Live, laugh, love the Leonard. <laughs> That's their Christmas card. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I personally think that the older you get, like your sex life gets better too. 
I think that you get more confidence in the bedroom and you get more, you get more confident. That's another thing. Confidence, freedom, stability within yourself, knowledge, aren't those, that's things we all wanted in our early Mm -hmm. twenties and you finally get them, but now you just have an embarrassing age and And it shouldn't be embarrassing. You're able to heal your inner child and learn more about who your inner child is. The more you go through as you get older. There's so many pros that come with getting older, but there's such an ick that comes with it that we just want to normalize. Like there shouldn't be age shaming. We should be excited to get older. I agree. And I think this is like a really good note to leave this episode off on because the message here isn't that, oh, we can do this, but you can't. No, no, no. The message is you are living and leading your own life. Nobody else is. And your growth is at your own pace, your own everybody is leading their own life. You are not living your life for somebody else. You're going to really regret that on your deathbed. It's now or never. You either live your truth now or it'll come out and it could be messier. So you got to just listen to your heart. And that's what this podcast is for. We just really, really want to give you guys a different perspective, even if it's not like your own. And, you know, just have this nice chit chat like we're best friends on FaceTime. (laughs) So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I had a really good time expressing myself, giving a different perspective. The grass wasn't greener on the other side, Nikki. And, you know, you can say the same thing. Um, I really appreciated this episode. I feel like it was like a therapy session. Same, (laughs) same. We needed this. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of questions. Even though we haven't done the relationship episode, I think we're just gracing easing and gracing ourselves into ourselves into that it's been a year guys like we're just trying to give you content and be open and honest while also like having our own sanity on the priority list i know well you guys will hear a lot about that in an upcoming episode we're going to touch more we're going to touch base on our breakups and past relationships and i know that's something that's been very very requested we will gracefully ease ourselves into that one because that one's gonna be a big one with a lot of tissues and probably stopping the cameras multiple times we upload every week be sure to subscribe and press the bell if you guys want to be notified every time we post you don't want to miss it because if we just constantly have shit we want to say to you guys and you can also listen to this on all streaming platforms where you can listen to any podcast Uh, we're the opposite twins just look it up anywhere And yeah, that's it for this episode. Make sure to tune in next week. The videos and podcasts are uploading every Tuesday. We're excited to see you guys next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.